A debate rages on within investment circles regarding the value of investment smarts. That question boils down to, does it matter which stocks I buy? We think the answer is a yes, but with a qualification. To us, the which is less meaningful than the how one chooses among the stocks to buy. Our preferred method is to tap into the same thinking that seems to drive interest in individual stocks, the belief that owning a particular company's shares will allow the portfolio to beat the market without incorporating the corollary potential for disappointment when our estimations about the future prove widely off-mark. Instead of attempting to divine which specific companies will win over time, our approach focuses on characteristics of stocks that can be seen to have been the basis for better-than-benchmark performance over time. But first, why not pick individual stocks? Isn't it important to have an opinion on how well Apple's new services will fare in the video market, now crowded with streaming services from a host of other providers, or whether its News Plus service will hammer another nail in the publishing industry's coffin? How about whether upcoming electric vehicles from Volkswagen Group will lead to leaner times for Tesla? Do brick-and-mortar retailers stand a chance against Amazon.com over the long term? With certainty, we believe the answers to all those questions are impossible to know in advance. Of course, we have thoughts on them all. Apple's video services may well prove interesting enough to a sufficient number of viewers that the service gains traction, and News Plus may further commodify print publishing. Volkswagen's upcoming offerings, in particular those from its Audi and Porsche divisions, are likely to more than just dent buyer attraction to Tesla's already aging platform, as may the offerings from other domestic and global car builders. And we figure that while some retailers will continue to fall away due to increased competition from online retailers, a great many of those companies so far have managed to stay in business and may continue to live on, may perhaps even thrive. So that's what we think. But to take those ideas and execute buys and sells would miss by far the more important aspect of investing, the price at which we are to buy and sell the respective shares of those companies. See, we might think that Apple's subscription services could gain substantial traction, but with more than $347 billion in trailing 12-month revenue across all its businesses, we have a hard time believing even grand acceptance will greatly alter Apple's sales given the amount of competition the company faces and the relative importance of its other businesses. And building out those services is likely to cost a great deal of money, perhaps far more than the revenue they'll generate in the near and medium terms. The net impact on earnings is what we're looking for here because that potential future earnings generation is the primary reason we'd be buying or selling those shares. We're already now far down a rabbit hole, though. Think back to all the required estimates we just established. First, we have to guess what services Apple eventually will offer. We also must guess what they'll cost to provide and how much revenue they'll generate. Then we must estimate the competitive response. And that's just for the as-of-yet only imagined video services. Throw into the mix a range of assumptions regarding the company's hardware offerings, its computers, monitors, phones, watches, speakers, maybe even the oft-imagined Apple iCar, as well as its other service offerings, music downloads and streaming services, and whatever else comes next. We then must iterate such estimates far into the future, and then we have to decide whether the $146 or so we would be required to pay for those shares today are more or less appropriate for the future we just predicted. But wait, we would be remiss only to perform such calculations for Apple. How about all the other competitors for each of those devices and services? Certainly, that list is rather long. Now do we think that the $146 is the right price for Apple shares? And yet there's still more. 
There are lots of other technologies to review and non-technologies to review. We can't simply look at Apple's rather narrow slice of technology in a vacuum. How about, well, vacuums and refrigerators, the auto industry, papermaking, toys and games, home and building construction, retailers for construction materials, consulting firms, airlines. We could go on. Let's be sure, too, to not only look at companies here in the U.S., but all around the world. Note the total number of stocks traded around the world is nearing 48,000 companies. We better get to work. Perhaps with a large enough team, we could devise all such assumptions. In fact, we think that team already exists in the form of the market itself. The world of investors, everyone, like us, making investment decisions, already has voted. And they'll vote again. Those votes already are incorporated into the respective prices of all companies presently traded on equity markets around the world. They reflect estimations regarding private companies, too, and the influence of existing and potential government actions and inactions. Stock prices, then, are the best estimation of what the future might bring. And by that we mean to suggest that it's not enough to think that Apple's got a great future ahead of it. One might think that's already common knowledge. And why do we think that? Well, because Apple's relative price tells us so. That is, its share price relative to its trailing revenue and earnings and assets is generally higher than its peers. And that higher price, broadly speaking, reflects collective investor estimation that Apple likely will have a faster future growth than its peers. Tesla is an even better example on these terms in that investors collectively estimate a bonkers future for that company versus its peers, that Tesla ultimately will gather such a large share of the auto industry that the significantly higher price one currently pays for its shares relative to Tesla's current revenue assets and earnings will prove worth it as Tesla's growth in revenue and earnings vastly outpaces growth among its competitors. The points we're seeking to make here is that Apple's and Tesla's shares, all shares for that matter, already reflect everyone's expectations for the future. So, in theory, future price moves should come only by way of an actual future that proves materially different than current expectations. In shorthand, then, better-than-market performance of a particular company's shares might come only after a future that proves better than everyone now expects, and worse-than-market performance may come from an actual future that turns out not so bright. So if you're buying Tesla shares because you think the company's future will be super-duper, then you're not alone. We just think you should also know that your expectations don't necessarily mean that the stock will continue to outperform the market. But even before we go deeper into the price matters discussion, we so often revisit in our commentaries, and that forms one tenet of our investment management philosophy, we'll close by staying on the topic of our ability to prognosticate. Candidly, our thoughts about the market's future, meaning your thoughts, my thoughts, everyone's thoughts, may not ultimately overlap much with the future as it arrives. Of course, we're happy to offer our beliefs where we have them, but we'd rather be honest in acknowledging crystal walls yet do not exist, and our opinions are only just that, and that expectations have a tendency to prove increasingly inaccurate in a direction opposite to their extremes. Importantly, Past performance is not indicative of future results. The foregoing commentary is not presented as an investment recommendation. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this commentary should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk.